When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Do you read Stephen King? Good news, there's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking out the series. As always, always appreciate you uh, making your way here and listening to these interviews. Uh, if you're not already, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out every single week. Three brand new ones every single week, which means it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us at all the major podcasts Podcast hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions of, the, of these, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Max. You might also know him as the actor Max Schneider, but under his mononym, he's just released his latest record called Color Vision, which is a beautiful record with theatrical writing. I want to hear about uh, where that part of his uh, his writing comes from. Uh, he talks about taking some influence from Van Dyke Parks. If you're not familiar with that name, uh, Van Dyke was one of the guys uh, who worked a lot with the Beach Boys and so many other artists of the 60s and 70s for these amazingly intricate, quirky but beautiful uh, instrumentations and pop songwriting. Max once played Van Dyke Parks in the movie about the Beach Boys called Love and Mercy. So we're going to talk a lot about what that influence uh, has done to his songwriting, how that's, uh, you can really hear it in a lot of his songs. Uh, we'll also get into his love of soul classics. He'll tell us about creating this musical world that he says is Disney meets Wes Anderson. And his new outlook after having vocal surgery. It was a very scary time uh, for any musician if you have to go through that. And, uh, and that's no different for Max, too. Uh, we're also going to, of course, hear about a, a very famous collaboration on this new record with Suga from BTS. That's on the uh, the single Blueberry Eyes. And I want to know what the upcoming tour, with, with such, uh, such a colorful vision, pun intended and not, um, I want to hear about what the, the tour is going to look like for this record. So let's jump into this and talk about this album, Color Vision. It's Kyle Meredith with Max. 
Hi, Kyle. I really do want to congratulate you on all of the success that you've been getting, especially with the uh, the acclaim for this record. It, I mean, this is this is something special. This is something more than just the usual album, and and I think that that was sort of supposed to be the point, right? So, I mean, there was there was a grand vision in place for this. Is that correct? Yeah, man, absolutely. Wow. What? Thank you for the praise. I, I'm honored, and it. Yeah, you know, I think. Anybody, when you're working on something, you really want it to be a world. You want it to be a moment in time that you can look back on. And, and with this album, I really tried my best to create that world that I would be proud of and the fans would hopefully find the most joy in. I'll back up a little bit. You know, when, when I listen to the, the record, uh, a few things jump out. And one of the things that I love grabbing onto is there is a certain theatre theatricality theatricality yeah 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 totally (laughs) that's the word there uh that's president and and i know you've like you've done some broadway work in the past but where does that come from for you at what point in your life did did that start making its way into your music and why yeah i love i just i think i i would say my live show and and what i try to bring the music is very theatrical from my roots of starting on the broadway stuff like you said and and just for me i've always been drawn to to artists and music where i feel like it's it's more of the the world feels like it's it feels like its own movie. It feels like you know you watch Purple Rain, you listen to that record, you know it's 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 grander than life. And I I love you know when I saw Bruno Mars at the Hollywood Bowl and he he humped and and a firework went off. It's like those are the moments that I'm trying to capture in my music, and that's that's always the goal. That's the vision. Yeah. Now when you're writing, you know, and I'll bring it up too. You, you've got the dual career. You know, you you do the acting, you do the music because of that world because of the tv and film world do you have that in mind like the um the cinema aspect of writing as you're talking like you're talking about in the live show obviously but is that part of your vision as you're actually writing the song it sometimes is yeah i think for me i love seeing the music video you know right away like with with blueberry eyes is an example of i saw that blueberry bathtub right when you know i finished the song i just knew that in this world this colorful world I wanted that. That was the first piece that created the rest of the vision of that video. And I always feel like, you know, I, I, I acting was cool for me. I, I, you know, I've always been, I always appreciated it, but it's not the same passion that I have for music. So I appreciate that I came from that world and I got to basically use the things I learned. So when I create pieces for the music world, for the videos and trying to make it its own little story, I try to just draw from, from that experience. Uh, but it but it definitely comes when it comes to little visions of how I want the video to be or how I want to perform it on stage. That's always the best when you write the song and then you can just see the people in the audience and how hopefully you you think they're going to react to it. Yeah, th- th- there's a name, I, I think, in your filmography past, Van Dyke's Park. Oh, uh, of course. That yeah, completely yeah. made sense when I saw that because it was like, oh, my God, he played in Love and Mercy. Right. Of course. Because because Van Dyke's, it, I mean, that's a guy who is who is known for taking a pop song, you know, a, a, let's say just a normal pop song and sort of twisting it out to this expansive part. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, like, and, and I don't know your history, like before Love and Mercy, but is, is that someone because we're talking like, you know, his work with the Beach Boys and, and Nielsen and everybody else. Like, is that something that had an impact on your on your life? For sure. You know, Pet Sounds is a great, you know, obviously in, in that movie with the Beach Boys. What a classic record of, I think every artist, you know, especially when you're making pop music, which I love, I love pop music. And to me, even though the Beach Boys, it's it's legendary, it is pop music and it's the best kind to me because you're taking risks, but you're also saying, you're talking about stories of love and 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 pain and hardship and, and you're putting them in this safe space that also has a little twist. And I always feel like with those kinds of artists, those are the kinds of songs, sometimes people will hear maybe a pop song of mine 
And I have the straightforward ones like lights down low style, but then I, I always love when you go for it and someone is like, that's a little weird for a pop song. I love when you hear that because you want to keep it spicy and interesting. And I think that that's why Van Dyke and, and the Beach Boys, they kept creating new, exciting, amazing works that were just special because they kept one-upping themselves and they're challenging themselves to create something that hasn't been done before in the, in the genre of quote-unquote pop. Yeah, the, the essence of uh, injecting a little weird to it. I mean, I've always said, when you look back at the greatest songs of all time, the greatest pop songs, rock songs, whatever, there's always this, li at least a little bit of essence of something weird in there. I think that's important, uh, you know. Definitely. Really glad, yeah, you pick up on that too. There's a song that actually closes out uh, Color Vision. It's called There Is A God. And we were talking about Van Dyke. I mean, that's one of those prime examples of that mm -hmm. right there. Because that's, that's what I hear. You've got what could have been just a simple ballad, right? And mm -hmm. there's something else. Could you talk a little bit about that track and, and sort of how it ended up that way? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, of course, probably one of the most special on the whole album to me. And and I think I, um, similarly, you know, in in their writing, it's so interesting. I didn't think you were going to bring up Van Dyke Parks, which is so cool that you say it. But I, I love when you, when you see a title and you think you know what you're going to hear and then it's something that has a diff entirely different meaning. And, uh, and with that song, I knew it was going to be the last track, just like when I wrote the intro track, Color Vision, I knew it had to be the first, the book ends. But for some reason with that track, I just, it took so long. We, we did the production like 15 times over. At first, it was a classic boom bap production with, with drums and all that stuff. And, and I finally stripped it all away and thought, what would a classic do? And we got the real strings in and we just really tried to bring the story out of it. But I think for me, uh, there are those moments in your life where you just realize whether you're spiritual or whatever you are, if you believe in God or not, there are certain moments where you pray to something. And that, that was that, that moment for me with that song and ending the record with it, because uh, I, in the process of making this album, that definitely was the moment for me after the surgery and all these different parts where you realize who matters and, and what mm -hmm. matters. And, and that was why I wanted it to be the bookend. Yeah. It, it, it's also an interesting take. I mean, there's a million songs written about the power of love, right? And to try to find a new angle, you know, to come in there, you know. Of course. I, I was thinking of that cheesy line, the cheesy pickup line, like, are you an angel, you know, because you fell from or whatever. And it's like, this was like the other direction of something like that <laughs> in a way more classy sort of way, you know, that like that's sense. kind of a great angle to come in there. And that classic, you know, we, we keep bringing up that, um, you know, Beach Boys S, Van, Van Dyke and everything, but it's also got sort of a soul sound kind of. Totally. Undercurrent. Is that, is I love that, soul. That's my other, those yeah. are my two biggest influences for sure. I love, I love Etta James. I love Marvin Gaye. I love mm. all the class, James Brown. I just, I think for me, the, the music that I'm drawn to the most, it feels like someone ripped their heart out and, and painted the, the track with it. And that's, that's definitely uh, what those artists always did for me. Listening to, to the classics, the Sunday kind of loves, but also just, you know, I'd rather go blind by Etta James. It's like those soul songs. Right. Oh, you just, you just, it just hits your soul in a different way. And I love the way you put that right there. Uh, earlier, you know, we, we were talking about your vision for this record and you said you wanted to have, you know, open up this world and everything, but what does that specifically mean? I mean, what specifically was the vision? What is this world that we're being led into? I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel like real stories that you can relate to, but just slightly out in the same way when you watch a Disney movie, you watch a Wes Anderson movie you listen to an album like Igor by Tyler, the creator, just like those, those are great insp inspirations for me in that you want to have a little bit of a theme that you're diving in. It doesn't, it's something you're not used to, but, but the, the heart of it and the stories of it are, are pieces you feel you've been through, you can relate to. And, and with this world, I wanted it to be 
hyper focused on the colors and being very monochromatic and just having these characters that came in and out that you recognize, but also just you didn't expect. Like I was so honored to have my friend Patrick Starr jump in on this checklist video and and having these characters just come in in the moment where you didn't think that that would be the coach for the boyfriend camp for these different little pieces. And, and then that's the same way that I always say with all the, the filmography of it, it, it really did. I want it to be Wes Anderson meets Disney, but the hope and the joy, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for romance and just finding that happy ending, but realizing that sometimes trauma is a part of that happy ending. And, and I feel like that comes in, in the Wes Anderson side more so. So that was the world I wanted to draw inspiration from and hopefully have people follow along that realize that all the videos and the characters are the same, or they could just dive in like you're watching Law and Order SVU for one episode and you, you figure you got you got the gist, you wanna just, you know, you know these characters have been there, but you just wanted to get the one-time experience. Recording it over such a long period, and, and, and I only say that, you know, there's what, four years in between releases, yeah, yeah. so however long, whenever was the start of this and, and, and the finish, What's the challenge then to hold on to the consistency of that vision? I mean, was that easy to do? Honestly, the vision, I the first two years was how I kind of used to do stuff. I was just I was just writing songs, just trying to write the best songs. And I think, honestly, I'm sure a lot of people can feel this. Sometimes something hits you like a ton of bricks, the classic cliches, you just have that trauma moment happen. And you realize, what am I waiting for to create what I actually want to create? Like, why am I listening to all these people to just go for the big hit song and only focus on that and all these things. And so quite honestly, I had this surgery and everything changed for me. That was that was where Color Vision was born. I felt like mm -hmm. I wanna make records like this. I wanna make worlds like this. Why am I just being inspired by others? Why am I not just taking the initiative to do it? And, and sometimes you need that moment where you think everything's gonna be gone so that you can have a moment again where you say, I'm just gonna go for it. What, what do I have to lose? So it really was the last two years uh, that were the real moment. And then songs just happen to work. Like Where Am I At was an old one that just, I needed, they just fit perfectly. And sometimes those that kind of were in the middle of the album were always meant to be there. I just didn't realize it. It was like, it's like the girl who's always been in your life. And then you realize she's the love of your life all along, you know, that kind of thing, which kind of happened with my wife. She was, I met her years, I was with somebody else and we kind of met at parties and I never really paid mine because she was this really beautiful British girl and I knew my current girlfriend at the time wouldn't like me getting friendly with this British girl and then, <laughs> you know, suddenly I'm not with that girl anymore and I, I go on a date with my now wife of five years and that's it. So sometimes it's just, it was always waiting for you, it just was in front of your eyes. And she gets all the good songs now. That's she it. gets all the good songs, she does. <laughs> Um, you mentioned the surgery a couple times. Is there a big difference in you as the artist? And I, I want to say as the artist, as the character of an artist in, in that sort of way. Is there a, is there a, a you know, a, a before and after that's very obvious to you? I think so in that I used, I think I was always, if you're grinding, you're hustling, you're just trying to get to your goals. Sometimes you really do forget the journey. You forget the process. You just want to get the thing. And that all changed for me. Honestly, I enjoyed the process so much more after I recovered from that, realizing that it could all go away. I was so grateful that I trained to get my voice back and, and honestly feel even better than before because I took care of it more. And I think you just think you're invincible. It just, yeah. it happens in anything in your life. You think you're invincible until you're not. And that moment you're not, you just realize, oh man, don't take any of this for granted if you get a second shot. So that's how I felt for sure. Yeah, it's well said too. There's um, a lot, of course, a lot of great guests, collaborators all throughout Color Vision here. When you when you do sort of start realizing what you want the album to say, 
but you're also working with other people. How much of it is a compromise to you? I mean, does that ever occur where you have to let go to let them? I mean, especially when they're, you know, writing their own verses. 100% really hard at times. And I love collaborating. I'm a solo artist and only child. And I just love, I love having people feel a part of the thing we're working on, you know, because I love the village and the community of it. And that doesn't always work out there. You know, I was really lucky with the majority of the features on this record because in the same way that I like to be, if it's their project, I just want to be, I just want to fit into it. What are you working on? You know, I want to be represented as I would, not something completely different, but I do want to fit into this space you're creating. And I was lucky that, you know, Quinn and, and, and Sugar and, and so many of the collaborators were just down for the cause and it fit their world too. But there's certain moments with certain artists sometimes where, yeah, it's, it's well, this doesn't represent who I am, but it still needs to fit in this world. So you just, you, you try to, there's, it can't be a compromise for the music, I think, but some of the visual stuff, we definitely had some back and forth with some people that um, I didn't anticipate, but it's just a part of it. If you want to work with great artists to be a part of those visual elements, you have to be open to what's cool with them. So, yeah. Sugar from BTS, uh, of course, famously on Blueberry Eyes, which is just such a fun song to listen to. So the friendship part, we know all about that. What yeah, yeah. was it like writing cross-culturally, though? Was that different at all? So cool. Honestly, I just knew, you know, I really had the album done. I had it done, and I didn't anticipate him being interested in being a part of it, straight up. You know, I know the story's been put out there a lot, and he asked me to be on his track, and I just said, like, this feels... Well, he's asked, he asked me first, well, I have to ask if he'd be a part of mine. That feels so perfect. And and I, it was kind of an afterthought. I was like, I kind of just trust in the universe. This came into my lap. He asked me a part of his pro project. Whatever we do together, it's got to make sense in this world. I just knew that he wasn't, we were getting along so well. I knew that he would respect the world like we're talking about in the same way I tried to with his. And he did. I mean, it just, it was so cool. And I didn't want to put him in a box either. I wanted him to just, I didn't want to say you have to write in English or anything like that. Just, I just said, here's the theme of the song. Here's the story. Um, you know how do you fit into it what do you, and he did it perfectly i couldn't have planned it better you know i couldn't have told him to do it better it was so cool and what a great unexpected moment i didn't when i started this album i didn't think there'd be a full korean verse on the album but that's why we do music i realize it more and more as i travel for touring and everything you just realize that that's that's why you do it you want to just connect with people in whatever language makes sense to them or they understand and and if it's even more special because of that, because you get to cross pollinate, it's been both the most amazing challenge to work or promote a song like this, but so worth it because you know it's kind of unheard of territory. Like not a lot of people are going for that. And that's kind of when things are exciting, when it's a little uncomfortable and it's not just, oh yeah, this sounds like a big hit song or whatever. You're just, you're saying, you know what, this is, there's a story to this and I have to put it out there. So it's been yeah. uh, it's been a fun surprise. I mean, we talked earlier about you know all the greatest songs again, kind of have that essence of something different. Uh, obviously, having a Korean verse, uh, even just I mean, the piano part in that is that is that something you wrote or is that a sample? Because that sounds no, like so written. classic. Oh well, I I'm really lucky to work with um, these guys of Modern Roger, and Roger is the keys king. He is the master. He he's kind of all the iconic parts you hear on songs like Sycamo, the Travis Scott, and Broccoli with Dram mm -hmm. and. Skywalker, it's like, if you hear a classic melody keys, that's usually Roger, he's killing it. And so I did a lot, most pretty much like 80% of the record with Amon Roger. And Roger, how we start a song is he, we get in there and we're just like, all right, Roger, you play around for a little bit and he'll just start, he'll just start going. And if we hear something that sounds like a good melody, like, wait, do that one, keep going for that. 
And I feel like that's why I love working with him because it just, he just like spits out these incredible classic melodies on keys mm. and it always catches you right away. And so uh, with that one, with him and, and uh, the other writer, Michael Pollack, they just kept jumping back and forth on piano and it just felt theatrical. It felt like what I was always trying to go for what we were talking right. about earlier. So uh, yeah, it was, it was great that he just, you know, it sound it feels classic, which is uh, attributed to him. It honestly does feel that was, so uh, what does the tour for this look like eventually? Do you sort of have that in mind at this point? I imagine you do actually. Oh, I, yeah, you, it's the, it's the, I'm sure you're here in every hour to talk about it, but I mean, I got, I was really lucky. I got to kind of bring what I envisioned the show to fruition at, at the Greek for when the album launched and to, to take the actual Rubik's cube that we built for the, uh, for the album cover. And a lot of people think it's Photoshop, but we built it. It's a real giant Rubik's cube. And we plot that in the middle of the stage and I have my whole band and I'm singing on top of this Rubik's cube. And it's just, it's, it's all the things that I had hoped for it to be in the theatrical sense. And just, you know, just being on my knees on the, the Rubik's cube singing, it's, that's what I want the show to feel like when we get to bring it all around the world, hopefully this year. I, I guess it's sort of the hope as you're making your way around the world that some of these guests gets to pop on and be included, you know, in certain stops. Always the most fun. I love it's like Lollapalooza is one of my, it's my favorite festival in the U.S. for sure. And my favorite thing about it is the camaraderie of jumping on, you know, I've gotten to do features with other acts too. And when you jump on their set and do the song and, and then Quinn jumps out in my set and does the song, it's just, I love doing that because it's just, uh, it just makes you feel like it's not just yours. It's so wonderful to share it as, as when you are a solo artist rather than a band. It really is so nice to just share the moment with people that you love and respect and, it's cool now that a lot of these are international acts on the song. So hopefully when I get to go to Korea, if, if Sugar happens to be there, it'd be amazing to perform it for the first time in person since you know we haven't been able to do anything together because we've been across the world from each other. Of course, you're gonna have to hear yourself over the BTS army. I think that's gonna be- <laughs> Totally. <laughs> it's a passionate group. Uh, Max, uh, congratulations. Color Vision is, it's brilliant. You've done something amazing here and I can't compliment you on that enough. Thank you, brother. I'm honored. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it too. Kyle, thank you, brother. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the in-depth, beautiful compliments and, and, uh, and it's a pleasure being on the show. Thank you again. My thanks to Max. Again, the brand new record, Color Vision. Big thanks to you for checking out this episode. Please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, we put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast. Again, YouTube has the video version of this interview as well. Just type in Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to wfpk.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Please do like and follow along there as well. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.